Welcome to the Fantasy Champions Fantasy Football Podcast. Here's your host, Morgan Colby and Rick Lemon. What's going on, Fantasy Champs? My name is Morgan Colby. I got Rick Lemoski with me as always. That's not his real last name, but. No. All right. It's close. Close enough. Welcome into the pod. Uh, very excited to bring this episode to you. Last week we had, um, I believe it was top five bounce back players and league winners. Uh, no. Wow, I messed that up. Uh, and mock draft. And we did them separately. So Rick yes. and I are back together. We're back. Uh, he's got like two more weeks, maybe three more weeks of uh, busyness before he goes back to yeah. the trudge that is school. Which is also busy, but in, in its own way. Yes. Uh, Different he, way. I'll at least be present. He has, yes. Well, yeah, that's good. Do good stuff. So anyway, um, we are jumping into the last weeks of doing two episodes a week. We're going to be doing three episodes a week coming up in the next, you know, two weeks or so. Uh, starting August 1st, so or whenever that show launches. Um, so uh, things are starting to ramp up. We're getting closer to training camp. We're getting closer to uh, the good things. You know, when, once training camp starts, that's the countdown timer. That's when we get to watch uh, Zay Flowers play in a preseason game. Say Zay Flowers? Yeah. All the rookies we haven't seen play. Yeah, that's true. So, um, but preseason Gonzalez. in just under three weeks. So things, things are cruising. We're, we're getting closer to, to this thing called football. Uh, and I count every day, every single day. Uh, but anyway, so there's nothing better, man. I honestly, people are tweeting things, uh, that are related to an NFL Sunday nostalgic yep. stuff. And I'm like, can you not do that? And then I, you know, I'm scrolling through instagram reels and i get a video where it plays the cbs sound for sunday and i'm like please don't do this please don't do this to me it just makes me miss it more and um side note yeah did you get a sunday ticket i have not did you no i didn't okay i was gonna say um don't listen to this youtube but uh, they are because i posted it there um but uh i want to we're getting we're getting all in on this i'm gonna get brandon in i'll get you in oh Oh. I'm pretty sure we get multiple people watch. I'm okay. Pretty sure. Well, we'll talk. We'll talk about that some other. Yeah. Other yeah time. Uh, you know, YouTube is ridiculously <laughs> expensive, and I don't have any. Yeah. Four hundred dollars or whatever. Yeah. So anyway, might as well get an Xbox. Yeah. Or or uh, crack streams. Yeah, crack streams. Can we advertise crack streams for money? <laughs> yeah. Get sponsored by crack streams. That'll be that'll be a good crack look. Crack streams. Just check it out in the description. YouTube's going to love that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyway, so today we're going to talk about our top five league winners for the 2022 fan, uh, whew, 2023 fantasy football season. Um, it's going to be an interesting show. Uh, league winners are a really good, um, intriguing show that uh, gives you insight into some of the players that we think uh, give you extreme upside uh, to the point where uh, you win your league. So, um We'll talk about that a little bit more in a second. Before we do, check out our website, fansgems.com. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or any other podcasting platforms, please leave a review and share this podcast with your friends. If you're watching on YouTube, subscribe, click the notifications, comment down below, and let us know uh, who your number one league winner is down in the comments. Um, 
All right, so I kind of want to preface this discussion by saying uh, what a league winner is. I always do this every year because I think people confuse stuff. If you're drafting Cooper Cup with a top five pick, obviously he should be producing as a player that you would consider a league winner. Yeah, you know who I think's a league winner this year? Who? Justin Jefferson. Oh, yeah. Maybe. And his sleeper, Christian McCaffrey. Christian McCaffrey's a sleeper because he goes number two overall. Um, no. So, obviously, those guys are going to be really good and really good for your team. League winners are guys that are, you know, players that are, you know, maybe, you know, they might even be drafted in the first round, but they're guys that might play above expectation a little bit um, and also go on an absolute tear throughout the entire season to the point where they're producing so effectively that it wins you leagues. You're talking about guys that end up on fantasy championship teams. Um, And so, you know, every year you go at the end of the season and if you have multiple fantasy, you know, squads that won a championship or in the championship, there's always players in that squad or on those squads that are very similar, right? Um, or you're talking to friends who are in other leagues who won championships. They always have guys that are very similar. Uh, a couple years ago, I won a championship in a dynasty league. I had no business winning a championship in because of Monroe St. Brown went absolutely bonkers at the end of the season. So Oof. it's stuff like that that will lead these players into that league winner status. What we're looking for are players that will play lights out and produce on a week-to-week basis enough so that you're winning weeks because of them. Um, making them league winners. Do you have anything to say about league winners, Rick, that I did not say? No, I think you you hit the nail on the head with that. All right. I like like phrases like that. Hit the nail on the head. Yeah. Just like these five league winners. Yeah. All right. Let's start with number one um, and talk about Garrett Wilson. Now, this guy's going to be on every show we ever do. So just, you know, buckle in. Because Garrett's... Garrett's going to be good. That's the end of the discussion right there. Yeah. Here we go. We, we, we talked about, uh, you know, how we wanted to expedite the shows a little bit more before the show, right? Uh, Garrett Wilson. Of course, always. He's good. Yeah. Next. I'll say this with Garrett Wilson. Um, everyone who's ever watched the show knows he was my wide receiver one pre-draft. Yep. Then I liked him on the Jets. Yep. Then he had a good rookie season. Mm-hmm. And now he has Aaron Rodgers as quarterback. So I'm obviously going to be a fan of Garrett Wilson. I saw an article today on Twitter. It makes the sense. title of the article said, Why Garrett Wilson is the next Justin Jefferson. Okay. That's... Um, <laughs> there's, yeah, the hype is real, but I think it's valid. And it's, you know, he's going high in drafts, but it's not to the point where it's like disgusting to me. I don't know if it's, if you feel the same way. Mm-hmm. Because he's the tenth receiver off the board. Yeah, it's it's high. So that's not it is high, but to me, it's not like it's for for a dude that's getting like hyped. Yeah, you know, ten's not bad because yeah. What was because remember Juju a couple years ago, and we were in on him, and then he ended up getting injured or something. But he got hyped to like the second round. He was like the wide receiver like six or seven. Mm So usually, like, it's CD last year who actually um, produced 
at the level that he got hyped to. Mm-hmm. But he got, it was the same thing. He was like wide receiver, like seven, about in that range. So at wide receiver 10, at least there's a couple. There's a little wiggle room there. Oh, yeah. Um, but yeah, Wilson had 147 targets last year as a rookie. He had 1,100 yards, four touchdowns. Um, and that's the big one, the four touchdowns thing. He is getting a quarterback upgrade. No matter how you feel about Rodgers, he's better than Zach Wilson, even if he's washed. Um, I would say he's better than Mike White as well. Yeah, yeah. Might be a hot take. Of course. Yeah. I mean, Mike White played. The team last year had 15 touchdown passes, which was, I think, the second worst in the NFL. Yeah. Or the worst in the NFL. Um, They had 4,000 total yards as a team passing the ball. Uh, And their completion percentage as a team was 56%. Yeah. All those are awful. You get Aaron Rodgers, who is again, even if he sucks, even even if he has a Russell Wilson, worst case scenario, mm-hmm. awful season, it still will probably be better than those numbers. And we've all seen the camp hype already, where where he compares Garrett Wilson to Devontae Adams, and like he's going to give him ten to twelve targets a game. It's going to happen, and Garrett Wilson uh, is going to produce the ten to twelve targets. Yeah, Garrett's going to produce. The only thing stopping that is Randall Cobb. <laughs> well, I mean. And maybe Alan Lazard. Hadman, Lazard. They got some guys. Yeah, but, you know, it's Aaron Rodgers. Those, Hardman's not an Aaron Rodgers, guy, Aaron Rodgers guy, but Lazard and Randall Cobb are. So. Yes. So, I'm not worried about Cobb. Like, Cobb's going to be the sixth guy. He's going to be like Matt Slater on the practice squad. I shouldn't be worried about Randall Cobb, but it's Aaron Rodgers. On the, on the uh, kick return team. Um no, it, like to me, I, I Lazard think might steal some targets. I the only that. receiver that you should be concerned about is Alan Lazard. Um, yeah, because he does have some form of a connection with Rodgers, but I don't think it's going to be any different than it was in previous seasons. It's the same exact offensive system. Rodgers had kind of a connection with Lazard, but if this if he comes into this team and he like like the last couple of years with the Packers, it's been a earn it kind of mentality for a lot of the receivers you know like right. you have to earn rogers respect in order to get the ball thrown to you you have to take him out to dinner and pay for his meal and then give him a back uh-huh. robe after you know and have a foot a, massage have a foot massage a nice date night with aaron Rodgers, um in order to get a target so <laughs> um, but i i look at i look at that situation and i'm like last year he he kind of changed that up a little bit with christian watson you know, he uh, like early. It still in the took season, him half the season. It still took him half the season. Early in the season, they weren't throwing him the ball, but later on, they started getting it to Garrett Wilson. I mean, um, wow, Christian Watson, Christian Watson, and he got some targets and he started scoring touchdowns. And I think, you know, I mean, he had a couple of three touchdown games. I think it was either one or two. Um, huh. and so like if stuff like that starts happening to Garrett Wilson. He's not just going to be a consistent week-to-week performer. He's going to be a guy that might be able to yank out massive performances in fantasy football that could win you a week. Rick and I yeah. all over him for months. And by the way, Garrett Wilson, it, to me, and I think you would probably agree, is a better, much better. I don't know about my – he's definitely a – yeah, you know what I will say? He's a much better receiver than Christian Watson, in more, my opinion. More talented receiver. He's a much more talented receiver. Not that Watson is bad, but I think Wilson is like mm-hmm. he fantastic. he can be one of the elite special guys in the league. Maybe not Jefferson or Chase level, but I think he's like the, the tier right below that, like the Stefan Diggs, mm-hmm. the Ceedee Lamb, 
Um, I think he's that level of the guy. Yeah, yeah, agreed. So uh, and maybe Watson can be that too. So maybe I'm dissing on Watson for no reason, but but like for a guy that you could get late in the second round, he's somebody that if you're a mid level pick, you know, in the first round of the draft, you know, anywhere between four and eight, and yep. you draft, you know, you're like, okay, I need a really good wide receiver because that's kind of where the fantasy game is shifting towards, especially if you're in PPR you know, uh, wide receivers are winning weeks on a regular basis where running backs are winning weeks on a far less basis. Like I need to get a really good wide receiver on my team, you know, and have that base structure. You kind of can get that in the second round with Garrett Wilson. Um, And so it allows you to have that flexibility to draft a running back, force everyone else to draft the wide receivers early, get Garrett in the second round. Then there's still guys later in the third, fourth, fifth round that you can get to be secondary wide receiver pieces to go along with Garrett. So I think he's going to be a wide receiver breakout this year. If he didn't break out last year, I think he's going to be ridiculously good because he has Aaron Rodgers as his quarterback. Even if Rodgers only throws like 3,800 yards. That's still what they did last year. Yeah, (laughs) like in 25 touchdowns, like, or even 23, 22 touchdowns, like, you're in the you're, better you're than, in a situation it's better than what they had last year and so it's like and a lot of those are going to go to Garrett Wilson so yeah um, I don't see him having because I don't necessarily believe the Jets are going to be this prolific high flying 50 touchdown offense or right as high but 40 touchdown offense right I, you know I think it's going to be more around the range of like I said 25 touchdowns but even that will get him up to eight or nine touchdowns on this. Season. I was going to say, if Rodgers throws 25, I would say eight probably goes to Gary Wilson. Yeah, yeah. Which is double what he had last year. <laughs> exactly. So I think he's going to be really good. Um, obviously, for him to be among the elites in the top five, he needs to be around mm-hmm. 14 to 1,600 yards. He needs to have seven or eight touchdowns. He needs to have 80 catches, something like that, yeah. in order to get into that conversation. But I think he can do it. I think he's going to win leagues this year. He's going to be fantastic. Let's talk about the second guy, Bihan Robonson. Um, this guy is also going to be on another show. Probably in a breakout and show because he's never This is a guy you had as what, your RB, RB5 or 6? Yes. He's going so to be high. In PPR formats, he's going to be around picks 6, 7, or 8. Yeah, that's um, true. That is too high. And I've talked about Bihan before. I don't like investing in players on bad offenses. And I think that there's also fair. There's some concerns there for me because I don't think the Falcons have any real shot of being like elite offensively. I think they'd be okay. Uh, Maybe like they could be average 20. The highest I see their offense going is ranked 20 in the NFL. So like, I I don't see that. Like if he went to a football team, like say he went to the chiefs, like I, I, Oh my gosh! He'd be a first overall pick. <laughs> <laughs> he would at least be right there with McCaffrey. It would be him and McCaffrey. But I remember um, back when this is one of my younger days of fantasy football. Uh, but when Saquon, not, not my younger days, but back when I was a, a naive fool, younger ish, younger ish. But when Saquon Barkley first came into the league, um, mm-hmm. which I drafted him, wasn't that long ago. So just want to plug that out. It wasn't. It wasn't like young, young. But anyway. When Saquon Barkley came into the league, uh, Rick drafted him seven. I think it was like seven or eight. Seven or eight. Mid to late first. And um, and I wasn't at that time. I was like, I don't draft rookies because I don't think rookies are going to pan out. Usually, wide receivers, tight ends definitely don't pan out. Rookie quarterbacks mm-hmm. don't pan out. 
rookie running backs do, but it's kind of like a you know hit or miss. It's not, they're not going to be RB one. Yeah, and so I just didn't draft rookies at the time because of that. Obviously, with more analysis and looking into things, you can you know I've changed. So like I'm willing to draft a rookie in certain spots because there's obviously opportunity that you can figure. Um, like a Jordan yep. Madison for Minnesota, for example. But anyway, mm-hmm. so he drafts Saquon Barkley. Saquon Barkley becomes the RB1 on the season. Um, I'm not saying Behan's going to be the number one running back overall, but they drafted this guy so high, uh, and they physically, like, they have Kyle Pitts, they have Drake London, they have some good pieces there offensively, but I honestly think Behan's probably the most talented weapon they have. And Kyle Pitts should probably be in that conversation, but that fool has made so many mistakes and not been good for a couple years now. So, um, and I believe in Kyle Pitts, but that's a Marcus Mariota problem. Yes, that's Marcus Mariota, <laughs> and probably let's be honest, a Desmond Ritter Desmond problem. problem. Uh, but anyway, so I think Behan has a chance of being a top five running back this year. Um, he's obviously ranked right now in the top three. He's being drafted in the top three. So uh, I don't know if he's going to pay out on that value, but when we start doing drafts in August with, you know, real people who haven't paid attention all off season, I don't think Behan's going to be as high. I think he'll probably fall somewhere into the back end of the first round where Barkley was, and you can get him there, which I think makes him a league winner because I think on a week to week basis, he's going to provide a lot of pass catching opportunity, a lot of rushing opportunity. There's a chance that he touches 400 touches this year yeah very similar to a derrick henry like uh situation so it may not be the most efficient 400 touches you've ever seen but it's going to be a lot of touches and if he's getting anywhere around 70 catches you're gonna be um you're gonna be sitting pretty so behan robinson league when yeah and i was really conservative with behan in my projections because i mean not really conservative i still have him over 300 touches but not by much um, yeah. even though I think he, as you said, he's gonna, he could creep close to 400, okay. Like he, he could be up For there sure. in the NFL and most touches in the league, mm-hmm. but I still had him at, like, I mean, I, I haven't done a lot of my teams yet, but he, he still projected out pretty well, even with me being conservative. So he's somebody that could absolutely be a league winner, especially more casual leagues where, um, the rookie running back or just rookies in general are kind of. People are either found upon them or they just don't know who they are. Yeah, I know someone in real life who plays fantasy who knows that I know a lot about fantasy, and he asked me about, you know, where should I take Bihan? He's like, is the second round too early? And I was like, oh, dude, you, you're, you have no idea. You're gonna get burned, right? So if you can get, <laughs> but if that's how it's gonna be, and like a lot of, and he's more in like a Rick casual league. I want Behan, man. I think he's going to be good, but like, is the second round too early? <laughs> Have you done a mock draft? Probably not. I don't think so. Probably not. You know, so but there's a lot of people out there that you know they just for sure your office your casual office league fantasy draft. You're going to be able to get Behan in the second round, and that's you're probably going to win leagues from that because he's going to be an absolute beast. And it's volume is king, especially at the running back position. We look at Le'Veon Bell in the past. Even Najee Harris, I think, as a rookie, was not efficient at all, but he was still, like, had a pretty good season. Mm-hmm. Um, and super quick, we're not even talking about him, but you brought him up, so I was just curious, and I looked up some some of his numbers. Kyle Pitts, you know, he, he had a um, – his catch percentage last year was 47%, which was in the bo- like near the bottom of the league. Do you know what his true catch rate was? It's got to be in, like, the 70s. 80. 
it was almost a 40 percent. i don't think i've ever seen that that's like dj Moore, mclaurin like he's he's the new really talented like weapon hey, that has awful quarterback, quarterback play. sucks yeah sucks. but he's just the tight end yeah. <laughs> but on Bihan, yeah i mean i agree i think he he's going to be a stud and you know first round if you want if you think that price tag is too early which it probably you know on sleeper it probably is a little bit yeah you still know like he's one of the few guys in the league that you can still draft like if you if you want a running back and you want a workhorse and you want an rb1 who's gonna be a stud even if it is early mm-hmm. you can still take that with Bihan, even if he ends up being like rb6 or seven like you know you're getting a workhorse weekly stud running back yeah for sure um, all right, let's move on to the next guy. Number three, Chris Olavskis, uh, or Chris Olave. Olavsky. I've talked about I've talked about Chris Olave a lot. Um, this is probably gonna be another guy on the breakout wide receiver show. Just a little sneak preview. <laughs> um, okay. But I really like Chris Olave this year. I think um, I think there's a high uh, ceiling for him um, to have success. There has been fantasy assets that have worked with Derek Carr um, in the past. And I'm not like super high on the the um, the New Orleans Saints offense, but seeing what Chris Olave did last year gives me enough uh, confidence that with a better quarterback than the last two guys they had throwing him the ball, um, I think Chris Olave can have a really, really, really good fantasy season um, and end up in the top 10. And I think the big thing for Chris Olave right now is that his ADP – is crashing right around the range of um, 28. So he's like a mid to late third round pick, which makes him a really, really good draft selection. Um, Mm. And that value could pay off in a top 10, top 12 wide receiver in fantasy football. Um, And I think, you know, in that, you know, value set or range, I think it's a really good um, pick. But uh, there's, you know, where... I'm I'm gonna, I'm gonna count the receivers. Why don't you give your thoughts on Chris Olave? Because I want to see how many rece- what receiver he's going off the board. Yeah, I mean Olave, he's kind of one of those like definition of a league winner because you can get him in like the third round as like a wide receiver two, maybe as a wide receiver one if you go running back, running back. Um, yeah, he's getting and he's somebody- the wide receiver twelve or thirteen. Yeah, which is pretty solid because I think he he's. Very- he can make that. He had pretty much the same season Garrett Wilson did. There wasn't really a whole lot of difference between them as a rookie, mm-hmm. but Wilson's getting a little more hyped. So you could kind of, I know people who have this take, and I don't necessarily disagree with it, where you can kind of wait around and then just go get a Chris Olave. Yeah. Um, and then he's somebody who, if Michael Thomas continues to stay off the field, mm-hmm. which I think you and I both believe, yeah. And he's somebody who could get like the Devontae Adam type work that Adams did on the Raiders last year with sure. Carr as the quarterback. For sure. Because again, as a rookie, 119 targets in 15 games. That's really, really good. Mm-hmm. Um, you would expect a year to jump. And then with Derek Carr at quarterback, um, historically he has like spread the ball out. But last year, again, with Adams, he had like 170 targets. So I'm not saying Olave is going to get the completely the Devontae Adams work, but it's very possible he's going to be close. Um, and he's just a really solid receiver as well. He's a very like stable receiver. Um, his, his comparisons coming out of college or some of the takes was that he was really NFL ready. He's very um, kind of a prototypical like 
guy that you would trust on third down, like all those reliable things that I think Carr really likes because he's he's like guys like Hunter Renfro who plays in the slot. Um, so I, I think it's a good it's a good match with him and Derek Carr. Um, and he's somebody who, yeah, he you can get him as a, like a wide receiver 13 that ends up being a wide receiver one in Windsor leagues. Yeah, for sure. Um, and, and like, uh, like you were saying earlier, he's kind of like almost a cheaper version of Garrett Wilson. And mm-hmm. I, like the hype train is there for Garrett, but it's less, it's still there for Chris Olave, but less, it so. is. <laughs> but less and, so. Yeah. And so it's like, if you want a poor man's Garrett Wilson, you can get mm-hmm. Chris Olave. And I, I think, you would get you. I don't know that you would get the same production if they if he like if both these guys break out. I think Garrett's definitely going to be the one that's the better breakout of the two because he's got the better yep. quarterback and all of that stuff. But um, I think Chris Olave has a chance of being definitely a top ten wide receiver and and jumping up into that top six or seven if he does have a really really good season, which could you know win you a league based on where you're drafting him. Um, so absolutely, Chris Olave, good pick. Um, Jameer Gibbs is the next guy for the Lions, and this is sheerly I hate basing things on camp hype, but my gosh, Gibbs is getting hyped. Camp hype is real. Um, honestly, I don't know what his rushing game is going to look like. They're obviously going to give Monty a lot of work. I think he's going to get a similar workload to Jamal Williams. Um, but when you look at a guy like Jameer Gibbs, there's a chance like. They were getting sick of the reason why they moved off of Swift because these two are kind of the same type. He's of soft is because Swift is soft and he gets hurt. And if Gibbs goes in there and he doesn't get hurt and he stays healthy and all of that stuff, he's going he's to a tough... basically Swift's entire workload uh-huh. and and then some. And I think there's going to be more passing work for Gibbs that they will give him. This is their guy. This is, uh, this is, uh, uh, what's his name? Correct. This is Dan Campbell's this guy. Is Dan Campbell's guy. Swift was not Dan Campbell's guy. This is Dan Cam- Dan Campbell's guy. A guy who likes to run the football, a guy who likes to get running backs involved. They drafted him extremely high. In my mind, there's no way that this player does not finish in the top 12 in fantasy football. Um, oh, I yeah I'm. It's kind of a hot take, bro. Yeah, I say yeah. that for the hot take show, maybe. Um, Dude, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but like, where you can get Gibbs right now at pick thirty six, like that's a third, fourth round pick. That's really good value, and where the running backs are going, that's like running back seventeen or eighteen. So, like, this is a guy that you can invest in and hope that he finishes in the top twelve. Uh, you know, I've heard comparisons to um, Alvin Kamara in that workload, in that situation, if that happens, obviously you get an explosion and a lot of good things. And I think, I think a lot of people are just forgetting about Gibbs. Like this is where, you know, if Behan didn't have all the hype, this is where our first round running back goes. And the capital that the Lions yep. use to get Jameer Gibbs is very similar to Behan and Gibbs is not getting the hype. So like, you know, where we were talking about Chris Olave's, you know, basically Garrett Wilson light, uh, that's the same thing for Gibbs. Gibbs is like Behan late, essentially. So if you don't want to, you know, invest the draft capital on Behan, you can go Gibbs in the third, fourth round and be okay. Yeah. Um, and I'll give you even Gibbs minus the camp hype, even if you take the camp hype out of it, which is hard to do, you know, in July and August. Like that's, mm-hmm. that's where all the fun is. But even if you take the camp hype out of it, as you said, he was. I think people forget because of Bihan, but he was a 12th overall pick. Yeah. 
Like he, it's not like he was some second round rookie running back. He was 12th overall. That's the highest running back. If you take out Bihan, that's the highest running back we've seen, I think since what Barkley, right? Mm -hmm. So like that alone should give you an idea. And it is Dan Campbell's guy. And he, you're right. He plays a similar game to Swift, but they're different styles because Gibbs will make people miss, but he also runs people over. And that's more of the, you know, bite your kneecap off. Like they like that. Um, yeah. And they brought him in to get some carries, but also be the passing game back. So even if he's not a workhorse, he in PPR leagues, and it's important to, to note, because if you still play standard, then who knows on Gibbs, but in PPR leagues, he's going to be a machine because he's going to get probably like five catches a game mm-hmm. um, to go with like 10 to 12 carries. And I think they are going to use him like Alvin Kamara, but earlier Alvin Kamara, not like last year Kamara, like the Alvin Kamara that would finish in the top five in fantasy and not have 200 carries. That's the type of, I think, style that we could see with Gibbs. Mm-hmm. Um, and a side note too, it's not like in the past, we talked about Swift and we talked about Lions players and it's like, well, he's in a bad offense. The Lions offense might not be awful. It, w- it wasn't awful last year. Yeah. Um, I don't think it's going to be awful this year. It might get a tad overrated, but it's not going to be a bad offense. So he's in a decent offense that they should utilize him. He was a top 12 pick. Mm -hmm. He's a passing game running back. And especially early in the season with Jameson Williams on uh, being suspended, they're probably going to use him in the slot with Amonra. So like, Mm -hmm. I don't know. I think I'm, I'm very much in on Gibbs. I have been all off season. Um, I hope the hype doesn't go too crazy though, which I know it will. I know on draft night, someone in our league, it might even be you. Yeah. Like last year, you're going to take him like top of the third round or something or late second. Yeah. Something and then, stupid. Yeah. I'm going to get to like it. Travis Etienne last year. I'm going to get too excited. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I love Jameer Gibbs. Uh, all right. Let's talk about the next and final guy, Justin Fields. I think we've already talked about Fields like 10 times on this podcast. Um, we spent the entire offseason talking about Justin Fields last year, but um, Fields is ridiculous when he has the ball in his hands and he's rushing. Um, I, I want to see some improvement passing. He was already a breakout guy last year, but I think this guy has the ability where you, you look at like, for example, last year, two seasons ago, and let me pull up. I have the stats in front of me. So I, I wanted to look at, in 2021, right? Uh-huh. Jalen Hurts. Let's go, computer. Come on. 2021, Jalen Hurts was QB9, 321 fantasy points. Uh, in 2022, this past season, Jalen Hurts finished as the QB3 in fantasy, uh, fantasy football with 384 fantasy points, averaging 25.6 points per game, which led the league in points per game in fantasy football. So if Hurts had played the full season, Mahomes would not be QB1. And Josh Allen would not be QB2. Uh, they would be QB2 and 3, respectively, and Jalen Hurts would be QB1. So, like, obviously, championship weeks and those last two weeks of the season kills you. Kills you last year because of that. And there's probably some people burned because Jalen Hurts wasn't able to play those games. Um, but he jumped from QB9 to QB3. Last year, Justin Fields was QB6. I think Justin Fields is a much better passer than J- Jalen Hurts. I think he has a stronger arm. I think he has a more accurate arm. I think he has a way better – I think he's a better overall quarterback 
than mm-hmm. Jalen Hurts is passing the ball. Um, where Hurts at least has, has more talent. Yeah, he has more talent at least, um, and he's right there with him in terms of rushing. So if Fields takes what he had with the rushing, improves on his passing, and jumps up into the top three of quarterbacks, is that not a breakout at the quarterback? Not a breakout at the quarterback position, but is that not a league winner in fantasy yes. football? What Jalen Hurts was doing is. all season last year was league winning status. And that's what I think Jalen Hurts, I mean, uh, Justin Fields can do this year. I think he can take that step forward. Um, I already got my bet out on DraftKings Sportsbook, not sponsored. Um, Whoa. For Justin Fields MVP. You heard it here first. Yeah. So I don't, <laughs> that reality of that happening, very light, very low, which is why I made the bet. Um, but the odds are good. But yeah, the odds are good. So, but I think Fields could finish in that top three top two at the quarterback position. If the passing comes up, I think he's going to be fantastic. And um, I'm excited to see what fields can do. Definitely a league winner. So if you're drafting quarterbacks early, you know, which I think everyone is doing at this point, um, take Justin Fields. Yeah, there's, there's no question about it. Um, Fields is, we've talked about so many times, but you're right on the money to me. The comparison with Hertz is hundred percent fair. And I think he's better at least um, has the ability to be better than Hurts as a passer. And to me, I think he's a better runner too. So <laughs> yeah. he has he has everything there. His team around him might not be better. Mm-hmm. Obviously, the Eagles offensive line last year was like number – they were top three in the league. You have A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith, yeah. which is a ridiculous duo. Dallas Goddard is a top you know, five, six tight end in the league. So he has, he has ridiculous talent around him, but – Fields ha- has a, at least improved talent. The offensive line should be better. You bring in DJ Moore. You get a full offseason with Chase Claypool. Um, I, I think the offense on paper is definitely better. He has at least a wide receiver one now and a starting left tackle. So that's good, mm. which he didn't have last year. Um, so I do expect to see some improvements from him. And even if you don't, he was what, QB like five last year? Yeah. Based on his rushing alone. With like pretty much zero passing numbers, he had two thousand two hundred passing yards last year, and he finished as like a top five or six quarterback. Like he is a fantasy cheat code, and the people who don't like him in real life or don't think he's a good passer are gonna pass on him in your fantasy drafts, and he's gonna sit right there for you and he's gonna win you a league. Yeah, for sure. Um, you gotta get all these guys in your team. There's no way. Yeah, try to. There's at least last year. I think we got two or three right out of five. In terms two or of three out of five. Yeah, so we did pretty good in the off season league winner show. That was. Yeah, I think we we had. Whoa, we years. got some. It's not really breaking news, actually. It's it's minor breaking. News. Do you want to play it? No, the other one. Did you get the other one? Oh, you can surprise me. Let's uh, let's break. All it. right, do it. Breaking news. Go ahead, boss. I don't know what it is. I couldn't hear the sound effect, so I didn't know. Oh yeah, Isaiah totally. Pacheco. Yeah, uh, it may be added to the QP list, meaning he could miss the first six weeks of the 2023 season. Is Clyde Edwards Hilaire season back on? Clyde, choo choo, chugga 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 chugga. He's going in the 20th round in best ball. All right, something to invest in in the 10th round. There you go. Clyde. All right, go get him. 
That's interesting. Very interesting news. We were, we were actually yes. on. Does this mean the Chiefs the go after Kareem Hunt or Dalvin Cook or uh, ooh, Kareem Hunt back with Kansas City? Or Zeke or Leonard for one of the running backs. I would imagine that they're probably going to go get a running back. Yeah, dude, Dalvin Cook. Oh, it's happening. If they don't do anything, though, Clyde is a good value. Yes, I agree. What a what an interesting way to end the show. Yeah, I saw the first piece of news. Kendra Miller is on the non-football related injury list right now. Yeah, so. I think he'll be okay. Yeah, though. he probably should be okay. But anyway, um, all right, there you go. League winners, we got some uh, interesting stuff coming up this week. Be sure to check it out. See you later, guys. Take it easy. Thank you for listening to the Fantasy Champions Podcast. Make sure you subscribe on iTunes and YouTube and follow us on Twitter at the FF Champs.